It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. This is Lighthouse Faith Podcast, moving forward in truth and love. I'm Lauren Green, Chief Religion Correspondent for Fox News Channel and author of the book Lighthouse Faith. Well, the incredibly successful producers of the television series The Bible are releasing a new movie on the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and it's simply called Resurrection. Uh, and it launches March 27th on Discovery+. Plus. Roma Downey and Mark Burnett, uh, two of Hollywood's most Prolific producers have taken on what is the cornerstone of Christianity, Jesus rising from the dead, and how his followers go from despair and danger to joy and triumph. And Roma Downey joins me now. Welcome, Roma. Thank you so much, Lawrence. Lovely to be on with you. Well, it's lovely to have you, especially on St. Patrick's Day. I couldn't have a better Irish woman on on St. Patrick's Day that we're recording oh, this know. podcast. I do love St. Patrick's Day. And uh, I've been on the uh, on the phone already with my family back home in Ireland this morning. And uh, and I am uh, sitting here wearing my green. I know that you are also. <laughs> Wear your green. Yes, I know. I know. We, you know, we my husband was asking me today, he said, is it just in America that, you know, that we're crazy and we dye the rivers green and eat green bagels and things? And I said, <laughs> well, it is it is a bit more extreme in America, but we did celebrate it uh, as children, too. You know, we we would have always had at least a green ribbon in our hair going to school or, of course, we wore our shamrocks on our lapel yes. and, um, you know, and the shamrock is a is a is a lovely symbol and saint patrick apparently used it to describe to uh, the new followers of jesus uh what the trinity was uh he used the shamrock to describe how it was the father the son and the holy spirit in one entity as the shamrock has three leaves on one plant, you know? Oh, that is so powerful. That is so wonderful. Um, it is. I mean, I think it's all become be- beer and uh, leprechauns, but, yeah. but the, true, <laughs> the true message uh, was, you know, because he brought the faith to Ireland and he drove out the snakes and the snakes apparently was the old religion. You know, it's also the, the symbolism, the metaphor of the old religion, which was the Druid faith. And they yeah. used the snake symbol on their arms, on jewelry and on tattoos. And when Patrick came and brought Christianity, he drove out the snakes, you know. And so, mm. you know, there's also no snakes in Ireland, but I think that's probably more to do with the fact that it rains so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's sort of like how, you know, the uh, idea of Easter has become, and as, yeah. as I've become more of a, a, a doctrinally kind of aware of, oh, of, a, chocolate of eggs, Easter. Easter bunny. Yeah, chocolate Easter, Easter bunnies and uh-huh. um, uh jelly beans and you know everything about bunnies and flowers and and that's right wonder it's like there's nothing about the resurrection there's nothing about the resurrection really in uh the easter celebrations that you see in marketing campaigns like for you know william sonoma and pottery barn and all of those places everything is about uh easter's uh, bunnies and 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 flowers but nothing about the resurrection isn't that odd I know it's sad. It's sad, really, you know, but I mean, here's one of the joys, therefore, of having an, an Easter 
movie, the resurrection movie, on t- available on television this Easter, where families can gather together. And, you know, while we do all love a chocolate egg, myself included, <laughs> yes. um, it's an opportunity to sit with your kids around the, around the television in the comfort and safety of your own home and, and watch this, you know, watch this film and maybe create an annual uh, family tradition together. You know, as a child growing up in Ireland, I have very fond memories of Easter holiday coming and sitting down with my, my mom and my dad and uh, my, my siblings and watching, you know, back in the day, it would have been I don't know the Ten Commandments or yes, um, or the Which greatest actually, told. The, the Ten Commandments is actually a Passover film. It's not an Easter film. It's actually Ben right. Hur is an Easter film. Actually, but yes, you actually consider right. the difference. That's but right. but you still love it. I mean, it still has value. We just loved it, and it was just that that time of year for more sort of spiritual reflection. I suppose. Right, and, right, right. You know, and it's and it is as you mentioned. It is the cornerstone of, you know, of our faith. I mean, you could remove the the Christmas story, the nativity from the New Testament, and the New Testament would still hold up. But if you remove the Easter story and the resurrection from the New Testament, you know, it would be a completely different uh, experience, to say the least. And absolutely, and I think that's probably why there's this secularized version of the resurrection, at least of Easter, because if the resurrection is true, it changes everything. And I think that's why... It was a game changer, yeah, it was a game changer for all of us. And uh, anyway, we had just, we had felt strongly in the year that we've all just come through, which has been so challenging, this pandemic just seems to be going on and on, and we're all you know, it's as if we're all in a tomb. We've all been isolated, yeah. disconnected from our families, disconnected from people that we love and care about, kids not in school. And, uh, you know, I, our office has been closed for a year now. Wow. And, um, you know, I feel that we're all ready to come out of the tomb and have yes. a kind of personal resurrection as well. You know, it's just, but we certainly, I think, are hungry, hungrier than ever for stories of hope. Stories yes. that connect us and remind us that we belong to each other. And that was really the intention uh, that Mark and I held in our hearts to move forward to try to get this film ready for this particular Easter. It became apparent around Christmas that our hope to put it in a theater mm-hmm. um, would, would not uh, be possible. You know, it's not safe and many theaters are right. still not open and back in business. And so we had an option, of course, at that point, would we just hold on to the film and perhaps give it a theatrical release next Easter? But mm-hmm. I think... We all felt ourselves and our team that that there's such a hunger for hope in our communities, yes. you know, and such a need for it now more than ever. So we took it out to to find a good home for it. We talked to quite a few of the streaming platforms mm-hmm. and we were very grateful for the partnership of Discovery Plus, which is quite a new platform. Yeah. But yeah. we thought it was ideal because the, the content on Discovery Plus is very family friendly. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you come in there to see Resurrection and you have your family with you, you'll have lots of other shows in there that you'll be interested in seeing and that are, you know, that are appropriate for your family. Yes. And I we just thought that was important if we were going to be asking people to sign up to subscribe. It's not that expensive, by the way, but it's right. a good value because there's lots of great stuff on there. But um, and so the movie comes out on Holy Week. And then we'll be, you know, it'll be on the platform for ages and it'll be something Mm -hmm. that people can gather and watch over Easter. 
You know, it's um, it, I saw the film. It's really wonderful. Um, it really is. But it, and it has it has taken that bit of time uh, between uh, the burial and this sort of transformation of the disciples, uh, which yes. is a lot of movies kind of skip over that. We just sort of do, okay, he rose and that's nice. And that's the end of the movie. And it's sort of, you know, that's your, that's, that, that's sort of your. Yeah, you know, usually that's the, the end of the movie. Usually that right. kind of is the end. We started the movie, you know, we have made another movie a few years ago called Son of God. Yes, and it yes. really dealt with the, with the ministry of Jesus. And then, you know, it took us right through the trial uh, the arrest and the trial and the and the and the murder of Jesus, mm-hmm. and um, and so this film really it, it picks picks up the story at the crucifixion. It opens at the crucifixion, and yeah. and then we follow the disciples who clearly have scattered, um, probably out of fear. One would imagine. I mean, we know from scripture that Peter was um, spotted in the crowds. Right, and, right. Uh, you know, you're you're with him. You're one of his followers, and out of fear for being, you know, taken and and uh, and possibly killed himself, he denies Jesus as Jesus, as Jesus said he would three times, and um, and so the, our movie opens with Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of Jesus, and John the beloved. Um, at home, they're exhausted. They've just come from the burial of Jesus. They're depleted. They're grieving, and into that room comes Peter, and they and they say, "Peter, where were you?" And Peter arrives. I'm sh- sure with a certain amount of of shame or guilt mm-hmm, that he mm-hmm. wasn't around, you know. And so slowly, we see all of the disciples start gathering again, and they're confused, and they're. You know they're a bit lost, and right. they're you know their f- fear I think is is very present with them, and they don't know what to do, and they think maybe they should leave. You know maybe they should get out of Jerusalem if they if they killed Jesus, maybe they'll be coming for them next. And it's Mary, the mother of Jesus, who comes in and says to him, "He's promised that he'd be back in three days." She's like unwavering in her belief. Yes. Can you not just wait three days? And yeah. so. We we see them decide to wait, and of course, you know it's he Jesus will rise and does rise, and um, in a in what I think is a really one of my favorite scenes, um, we see uh, you know we have the the temple authorities who are approaching Passover and very nervous that that all this Jesus business will create yeah. <laughs> trouble in, in the city, you know, and they've tried to, we've seen them, they tried Jesus quickly. They tried to get it all over and done with quickly. And and once Joseph of Arimathea has offered his tomb, they're now nervous that the prophecy, a rich man's tomb, right, that, right. Uh, that the disciples may come and try to steal the body of Jesus and pretend that the prophecy has been fulfilled, that he's risen. So they decide that they'll get Pontius Pilate to agree to send the Roman guard to the tomb for the three days, just to keep an eye on the tomb, to put the Roman seal on the stone at the tomb to make yes. sure nobody's getting out of that tomb or getting into that tomb. And, uh, and, in, and in a marvelous scene, we see the guards up there at night and we see this sort of supernatural 
That is so cool. I have to tell you, I have to tell you, it was so cool to see that. I know it's like, it's a moment where you just want to get up and cheer, right? In your chair. Yes, it's like, it's kind of an Avengers moment too. It is. And then this beautiful African angel comes down with his sort of well-worn armor. And you know that he's, you know, fought a good battle or two for the side of good. And he stands larger than life on top of the tomb. Now, the Roman soldiers, by this point, their chins are bouncing off the floor. <laughs> they don't know what they're looking at. They have no idea. And then the and then from behind the stone, Lauren, didn't you love that? The light starts oh, to glow. Oh, my gosh. Yes, I because do. Because Jesus do. has already has already risen behind the stone. Yeah. And then the angel with, you know, with ease just pushes that stone aside. And, you know, and you get the feeling when back. I saw the angel of the Lord, it's like, this must have, this this is exactly what Joshua must have seen when he looked over on Jericho and he looks up and sees this angel of the Lord and says, are you on the Lord's side or our side? He says, yes. I am. It's like, yeah. oh my goodness, <laughs> you know, yeah. this is different. Yes, I know. We had, you know, we sat around, we had lots of conversations, of course, with the costume designers and, you know, and our directors and, you know, what are our angels going to look like? And, you know, I, I've been in the angel business for a long yes, time. Yes, you have been, yes. From my Touched by an Angel <laughs> Touched days. Touched by an Angel, yes. If there's anybody uh, well, who knows angels, it's you. <laughs> well, you know, I had such a wonderful decade on that show with my beloved Della Reese. And uh, and as believers, we were thrilled to be messengers and deliver the message of God's love every week. Uh, the message was always the same. You know, it's that there is a God, that he loves you, and he wants yes. to be part of your life. And, you know, I've really taken that theme and sort of embedded it really in all of my work um, because resurrection is also a love story, you know, because he... He died for us because he loved us and he rose for us because he loved us, you know. And so, um, but the, but we, but we decided that for, for resurrection that, you know, and the nature of this film and the grittiness and the kind of authentic ancient mm-hmm. world we we're trying to create that, um, you know, and remembering that throughout the Bible, oftentimes when angels appear, the first thing, you know, they're saying is fear not. And, yes. um, you know, and so assuming there, there's something about their appearance that could be threatening or, or frightening to humans. Um, so we, we uh, settled on this kind of, you know, um, a, you know, ancient warrior yeah, feel. And yeah. I think it worked. It works very well, you know, because Absolutely. that's the... Listen, we read it, we read our Bibles, we, we hear, you know, the, our, the lessons in church and we're familiar with the stories. But I think, you know, it's a particular challenge as filmmakers to to bring the stories to life visually, you know. Mm-hmm. And of course, everybody has an opinion that, oh, I thought he would look this way or that way or, sure. you know, why is she wearing this or that? You know, I mean, at some <laughs> point we just have to make choices, you know, and and we've and we've always, you know, we we pray our way through everything, hoping that we'll make good choices. And we take advice, particularly on scripts and, and scripture yeah. um, to make sure that we're, we're accurate and so on. But, um, but one of the, the, the kind of fun elements that we're able to introduce is, is are these special effects, you know, working with great teams, experts right. to, be mm-hmm. able to do that. And, and so the arrival of the angel is, is supernatural and it looks epic. And I think the other scene that really lends itself to 
the special effects was the scene in Pentecost. Didn't you love that? Yes. Oh my, the the, the fire, the fire coming yeah. down and the, the, fire the tongues of down. fire. Oh, it was just beautiful. We, we have to take a break right now on White House Faith Podcast. We're going to be right back with Wilma Downey talking about resurrection and the filming of that movie. We'll, we'll be right back. Fox News Radio On Demand on the Fox News app. Download the app and just click listen. When you swipe left, you can listen to your favorite Fox News talk shows live. Swipe right for the latest Fox News Radio newscasts on demand. Fox News Radio on the Fox News app. Download it today. And we are back with Roma Downey and talking about the new film uh, she and her husband, Mark Burnett, produced, Resurrection. It is this really wonderful film that takes place um, really um, from the crucifixion to the to Pentecost, I guess we were talking about that. Um, yes. Roma, what was it like making of the film? And I always wonder when I see a film, um, the actors themselves have been transformed by 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 what they're doing, by what they're presenting. Does that ever happen? Um, yes, uh, they they do for sure. You know, we we shot the film down in Morocco. And so it's a, it's a long way for actors to travel and to arrive. You know, in my experience that I've been able to bring my unique experience to producing is that I have been an actor for many years. So I mm-hmm. really, I always think of myself as, a, as an actor's producer, you know, because I mm-hmm. uh, kind of understand, understand actors, you know, and I know the vulnerability that right. one feels coming into a new experience. You don't know anybody yet. You don't know your character, really. You know, you've got a script, you've read lines, but, you know, yeah. but I'd always go and meet with the actors as they arrived and I'd bring them the New Testament, you know, mm-hmm. and I'd, I'd leave them the New Testament to read. And I'd always say, look, I don't know, you know, what your particular uh, personal faith is, you know, what you mm-hmm. believe or don't believe. But, you know, uh, all I know as an actor, it's lovely to be able to actually have a, a reference book right, that you can go right. into and that you can read about your character, you know, yeah. and to understand a little bit more. And I think everybody found that certainly very helpful. As some of the actors were open to allowing us to pray together before certain mm-hmm. scenes, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, mm-hmm. Uh, which was something that that a, a, a habit uh, that I had uh, formed on Touch by an Angel with Della. Uh, if you remember mm. on Touch by an Angel, we were undercover angels, and you know, so every week we were like teachers, or we were nurses, or we were babysitters, or we were working in bookshops. You know, whatever it happened to right. be, right. we were helping somebody who was having a, a a life crisis, a spiritual crisis. And the minute the person was able to say, "I'm," I'm helpless. I can't do this, you yeah. know, and, and metaphorically fall to their knees was the moment that we could say, well, actually, I'm not a, a nurse. I'm not a teacher. Uh, I'm an angel. I've been sent by the almighty with a message for you. But before we called that scene, the angel revelation scene. Wow. And before the angel revelation scene every week, Dell and I would hold hands and we would pray. And our prayer was so simple, but it was less of me and more of you, wow. less of me, more of you, so that we could, we learn to just get out of the way, you know, if that makes sense, just to try it to be a conduit, sense. try to be a conduit for spirit, you know, for God, to be the messenger, yeah. To, yeah. to deliver the message. So I, I've really kind of taken that prayer into all the work I do. And, um, 
you know, and just hope that the work is a blessing. You know, I mean, yeah. it's 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 absolutely fabulous to be able to combine what I do with what I believe. You know, not everybody gets to do that. That's that's um, an amazing part in itself. You know, you were talking yeah. about. Um, you know, there is a book out uh, that it just came out by Timothy Keller on the resurrection. Um, and he talks about how, you know, a lot of us really just don't understand the resurrection. You know, it's sort of the, like the icing on the cake kind of thing, but never the power of it. Um, and the pr- churches don't preach on it. Um, you know, w- w- what for you does the resurrection mean for your life? Gosh, well, you know, I... I- I am somebody whose death has touched my life at a very young age. Um, my 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 mum, my lovely mum, dropped her dead at at in her late forties when I was just oh. ten years ten years oh. old. Oh and she goodness. had been such a light in our lives. She was, you know, she was laughter, she was joy, she was music. Um, and when she when she died so unexpectedly of a heart attack. Oh my so there was no illness, nothing to prepare. It was as if it was as if the lights had been turned out, you know, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. for me as a child. And I honestly can say, if it hadn't been for my faith yeah. and my belief in God and my belief in the resurrection, you know, my belief in Jesus, right. I don't know that I could have coped. Really, I don't know that I I could have endured the, you know, and so. You know, it's just, it's given me hope. I put, you know, I believe that I will see her again, that I'll be with her again. I believe that death is not the end. Um, and so that's, I suppose, how the resurrection has played out personally. Then my father died when I was in college. Oh, my goodness. And so again, and then I recently lost my brother. So, I, you know, oh, my, whole, my whole immediate family has passed on. Um, and then my, my adopted mom, Della, also. But I believe strongly that I will be with all of them again. And I look forward to Resurrection Day for all of us, you know. So right, that's, right. that's the blessing and that's, and that's the beauty. I think it, it, he did this to take our fear away. And, um, you know, and I, I, you know, so grateful. Yeah. You know, the other part of resurrection that I think was something that I don't, you don't think about often is that it, it brings a sort of reversal. You know, it introduces this reversal, life through death, victory mm-hmm. through weakness, insiders are out and the marginalized are in. And in that sense, um, do you think our culture has yet to really, and under, really understand the resurrection? Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, we were talking about, they've kind of secularized, secularized, secularized yes. Easter. No, I, yeah. The power I, of the I resurrection is. But I also think, you know, like I, uh, you know, as we know, I'm Irish and grew up in Ireland and we, you know, the Irish are very comfortable talking about death. You know, we're, uh-huh. we, mm-hmm. still, we still wake people at home, you know, so if somebody uh-huh. passes, the coffin is brought back home and you could be lying in your living room or your kitchen, you know, and then the whole neighborhood, it's like a parade of, of support and love. The neighborhood comes in, the community comes in, the church come in and there's tea and sandwiches and conversation and remembering the life. And it's a very kind of natural, um, you know, part of the experience. It's like the community comes together. And then after three days, the body, the remains are taken to the church for the service and then taken to the cemetery for burial. And I mentioned it only because we, you know, I probably started going to wakes when I was like knee high, you know? Yeah. And so the, 
that, that also took the fear away. It's just a natural part of the process. And I think that in America, it's become so sort of clinical and people mm-hmm. are almost afraid that, you know, somebody's died and they say, should I say anything? Yeah. And it's like, absolutely, you should say something. You know, it's a time where people need to feel the support and love of friends and the encouragement of friends. So I think it's like as much that too, you know, that culturally we're just afraid to talk about it here in America or it's like it's distasteful or something. You know, I'm not quite sure what that is, but um, my husband always jokes we could be at a dinner party or or some sort of event. He'll come over (laughs) and he'll, he'll say, if I'm talking to a group of people, he's not with me, he'll come over and say, has she mentioned death yet? (laughs) (laughs) But I'm just, you know, it's just such, such a natural part. It's just a natural part of everything. So, you know, and I wish, I wish that could be so here, you know? Yeah. Well, Um, actually, my husband is Greek Orthodox and they do that. They don't do the wake at home, but they do uh, two days of a wake at like a funeral parlor where the person is there and it's an open casket and friends and family are invited to come uh, in for a few hours to to greet with family and i have to say when my when my husband's mother passed a couple of years ago it was actually quite comforting um to be with her and the family um at that time i mean it's just it's different you're yes. right i mean if you're used to it you understand that death is a, a kind of this next this passage the of life well it's the beginning you know if you believe that death is the beginning that your that your soul is about to go on the greatest journey that it could experience you know it's it doesn't so the finality is removed and and the finality i think is what creates the fear you know yeah um and obviously you know it's not i'm not suggesting that that you know that we anybody wants to go anytime soon you know you yeah, want right. to stay here as long as we can and and live you know long full lives and and you know we pray that that we would be blessed to just fall asleep at very old age and just <laughs> make your transition that way you know it doesn't always come that way but right. um but uh uh anyway i think that this you know the opportunity to to see, to be reminded of of this great miracle, one of the greatest miracles of 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 our Bible, to be able to see to to see it play out on screen, I hope will be a blessing for audiences this Easter season. I hope it will take away some of the oh, it fear really and anxiety. An you know that the past blessing. year has has played out in each of our lives and. You know, with you know, and so many people have lost loved ones this yes. this past year. So many people have been sick, and so many people have been afraid of being sick. And you know, it's been a year unto itself, hasn't it? Right. It's like right. Like, not like no other. And yeah, we don't know. What, yeah, we don't know yet the ways that it has impacted our you know the national psyche. You know, I don't even. I think it'll be a while before we all really fully can unpack it, because we, you know, we're not even out of it yet. You know, we have to get fully out of it to then understand really how we've changed, because we all have changed. I think yes. there can be no denying that real change. And I think some of the change is actually good change. I mean, I wish the time hadn't happened, but I think that there has been beauty and blessings in it too. I feel a closeness to my loved ones. I feel new, you know, real perspective on my life, what's important in my life. And I'm yes. grateful for those new understandings. I'm grateful for, you know, um, 
you know, the, the, the beauty that has come out of the ashes. That You know what? If there's any time in the world that we need to understand resurrection um, here on earth, it's now. Um, it is the power of resurrection. It's the power in, you know, of the gospel. It is the power that is in this world to bring heaven on earth. Um, uh, yes. The movie is called Resur- The Resurrection, um, and people can access it and find it and watch it on uh, Discovery Plus. Uh, starting March 27th. Um, and uh, Roma Downey, I want to thank you so much for being on White House Faith Podcast. This has just been an honor. Thank you so much. It was really a pleasure talking to you and um, have a marvelous uh, St. Patrick's Day. Thank you. And you too. And thank you all for listening to Lighthouse Faith Podcast. Have a blessed day. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Janice Dean, Fox News Senior Meteorologist. Be sure to subscribe to the Janice Dean Podcast at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to spread the sunshine. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.